Hey there, Sports History fan. Arnie Chapman here from the Sports History Network. Now, before you jump into this episode, I wanted to share with you an exciting giveaway we have going on with Homefield Apparel. We have a digital $50 gift card to homefieldapparel.com for one lucky fan of the Sports History Network. All you got to do is head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways to sign up. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash giveaways. Like all great stories, stories of football must eventually come to an end. And we're closing the book on the Canton Bulldogs history as we go into part six, seven, if you count the Cleveland Bulldogs episode we did here in this great journey through Canton football history as a pro team. It's all coming up for you in just a moment. This is the Pigskin Daily History Dispatch, a podcast that covers the anniversaries of American football events throughout history on a day-to-day basis. Your host, Darren Hayes, is podcasting from America's North Shore to bring you the memories of the gridiron one day at a time. So as we come out of the tunnel of the Sports History Network, let's take the field and go no huddle through the portal of positive gridiron history with pigskindispatch.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, my football friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your portal to positive football history. We have a great episode on tap for you this time. We have going to conclude our study of the Canton Bulldogs professional football team. Uh, but before we do, we want to make sure that you know you can find us on Twitter at Pigskin Dispatch. Other social media are we are, have a Facebook page at Pigskin Dispatch. And also, you can find us on LinkedIn at Darren Hayes. Make sure you hit us up. And don't forget, our email is pigskindispatch at gmail.com. Different ways to get a hold of us, get different ways to know what's going on in the pig pen. Now, let's talk about the final years of the Canton Bulldogs team. We've, you know, we've gone through the first five uh, parts of this series, and actually six if you can't count the Cleveland Bulldogs episode that we did last week. And so just like uh, the Canton team did, we're skipping that 1924 season because the Canton Bulldogs were actually the Cleveland Bulldogs when they were purchased. Uh, we noted that uh, Cleveland businessman Sam Deutsch bought the Canton franchise in the spring of 1924. Then after winning an NFL title that year with the Cleveland Bulldogs, he must have had his fill with owning a football team because in May of 1925, he sold the Cleveland two to a wholesale meat company owner named Herb Brandt. The new Cleveland team merged players who resigned with reinforcements from the college ranks. In somewhat of an odd uh, business dealing, Deutsch also sold some of the rights of the Bulldog franchise back to a group of Canton investors for $3,000, and the Canton Bulldogs were back in the NFL, with a few former Bulldog players returning to Canton as well, uh, wanting to play as an independent team. Some of the players that returned to the Canton to play as Bulldogs in 1925 were Pete Fats Henry, Link Lyman, Rudy Comstock, Pete Kallak, who last played for Canton back in 1920, the inaugural APFA year, and Ben Jones. The Canton Bulldogs started the 1925 season on September 27th with a victory over the visiting Rochester Jeffersons. They just put up an early fight and took all that Canton could muster to score two late touchdowns to overcome Rochester by the score of 14-7. And the next tilt of the season was an October 4th game with the Dayton Triangles traveling up to Canton. The Bulldogs 
uh, dispatched this opponent by the score of 14 to nothing to move to 2 and 0. Things got a bit tougher though, as on October 10th, the Bulldogs went to Philadelphia to play the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets, when that team now was coached by an old friend, Guy Chamberlain. Chamberlain took his great play in strategy that had won two titles in Canton and one in Cleveland to help the Jackets knock off the Dogs 12-7 in that game. The very next day, they fell to another strong Eastern Pennsylvania 11 as they were out there on that Eastern trip, the Pottsville Maroons. They lost that game 28-0. While licking the runes on the road from the games that the Canton squad had traveled to, they had to go face another tough customer when the Akron Pros whipped them 20-3 at home on October 18th. Well, they decided after those three losses to take a few weeks off to recover and to get better for a little bit of a grudge rivalry with the Cleveland Bulldogs, a team they had just recently separated from. In this contest on November 8th, Canton played great defense and won the game 6 to nothing. They then followed that up with another victory on November 22nd, blanking the Columbus Tigers another 6 nothing score. Well, that was a pretty popular score as the team closed out their season in Cleveland in a rematch from a few weeks earlier on December 6th for a final score of Canton Dogs 0 to the Cleveland Bulldogs 6. That record of them in the NFL stood at 4-4 four and four, and they finished to a somewhat disappointing 11th place in the league standings. The 26th season saw the Bulldogs of Canton return to the NFL, but it got worse for the franchise. After a dismal record of 1-9-3 in 1926, under future Hall of Fame coach Pete Henry, one bright spot was a player named Jack Sack who played for the team. But before 1927 season though, the league decided to purge itself of some of the weaker franchises to help the NFL survive financially. 12 teams were jettisoned, including Canton and three other charter members of the APFA. Besides Canton, the removed franchise teams were the Kansas City Cowboys, Los Angeles Buccaneers, Detroit Panthers, Hartford Blues, Brooklyn Lions, Milwaukee Badgers, Akron Indians, Racine Tornadoes, Columbus Tigers, Hammond Pros, and the Louisville Colonels. As a result, the league dropped from 24 to 12 teams, and a majority ones of the remaining teams were centered around the East Coast instead of the Midwest. This was the last of the Canton Bulldogs, but their heritage and memory were carried on when it was decided because of the legacy of the team and the fact that the owners from all around pro football convened at a meeting in Canton, Ohio on September of 1920 that the Pro Football Hall of Fame should be built and reside there as a testament to the vision of one Ralph Hay and Jim Thorpe and some of the others, George Hallis and some of those guys that met in Canton so long ago. Now, as we've seen, the Canton Athletic Club in you know, our part one of the series so, started so long ago from a rivalry with nearby Maslin and thrived early and had a little bit of suffrage under a scandal from the, the Blondie Wallace era, rose from the ashes with Jim Thorpe and later with Guy Chamberlain, only to see the transition to movement to Cleveland, eventually falling under the expansion and growth plans of the NFL, seeking financial viability. Well, like we said at the very beginning of this series, they are probably the most recognized defunct team of the National Football League, the Canton Bulldogs. Their memory still looms large. Their players' names and coaches are still remembered, and it's been over 100 years. That's quite a testament to football, quite a testament to the Canton Bulldogs in the city of Canton, Ohio. So that concludes our series here on Canton Bulldogs. Hope that you've enjoyed this little bit of series, a little bit of history on this great team from yesteryear. And uh, 
have any questions or comments, please don't be afraid to email us at pigskindispatch at gmail.com and we will be sure to answer each and every one of the emails sent. So until tomorrow, everybody, have a great gridiron day. Peeking up at the clock, the time's running down. We're going to go into victory formation, take a knee, and let this baby run out. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back tomorrow for the next podcast. We invite you to check out our website, pigskindispatch.com, not only to see the daily football history, but to experience positive football with our many articles on the good people of the game, as well as our own football comic strip, Cleet Marks Comics. Pigskindispatch.com is also on social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all of your positive football news and history. Special thanks to the talents of Mike and Gene Monroe, as well as Jason Neff for letting us use their music during our podcast. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Do you wish you knew more about the 100 seasons of the NFL? You're in luck because you found the Football History Dude podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. From the founding of the league in an auto showroom, all the way to what it is today, America's favorite sport and a behemoth of an industry. My name is Ernie Chapman. Football is my passion, and I want you to come along with me each week to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board, my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.